Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is podcast number 84 coming at you on October 13th, 2019. It is Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. Uh, the United States Thanksgiving is about a month from now, something like that, around Black Friday. Uh, yeah, fr- Black Friday actually comes because of Thanksgiving, not the other way around. Oh, huh. Let's try to put Thanksgiving near Black Friday, Jeeves. When you uh, think of Black Friday, do you think of Thanksgiving or do you think of awesome sales? I think of Thanksgiving because I don't live in the United States. I've never been there on Thanksgiving weekend. I have. You have? I have, have actually. Wow. It's in California. And I know that here in Canada, it's it's foolish really, but Canada, I think to maybe try to keep some shoppers home from going across the border on the Friday of Thanksgiving weekend in the States, uh, they have started doing Black Friday sales up here in Canada, yep. especially in places that are border towns, like across from Buffalo, Niagara Falls, uh, Windsor, Ontario, Bellingham, over to Abbotsford and Vancouver, those places where Canadians can be in the States in 10 minutes. Mm. Um, not Vancouver so much, but well, almost. Uh, anyway, I don't know how well it's taken on. There's big sales, huge sales in Canada. I don't know if it has had the desired effect of keeping people located at home as opposed to going away. I think it's completely. I, I think it's a little bit different. Um, I think in the, in the in the United States, you go in to get the sale. You rush into Walmart, you get the TV that's eighty percent off. In Canada, I think it's more online sales. Yeah, they have a like. Best Buy will have a huge online mm. uh, one, Amazon. Uh, so I think in Canada, it's less going in to get it and waiting in line and stuff and more convenience. I'm sure it's like that too in the United States. But mm-hmm. You do see those videos out of the United States where people are <laughs> jumping over each other. Crazy. They're all just, yeah, they open the doors on a Best Buy or something. Yeah. And it's people, the first 20 or 30 fall flat in their face and everyone else walks over them. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> ooh, man. I, I don't get it. I really don't. That's and I, awesome. To me, it's a bit of the retailer thing, too. Having been in a family that did retail for mm-hmm. many years, I understand the concept of putting things on sale and having loss leaders and having door crasher things to get people in your store, hoping mm-hmm. they're going to buy the stuff that's at regular markup. I don't know if that's being achieved lately. I don't think anyone's going into Walmart to buy a $80 42-inch television and then stopping on the way out saying, oh, yes, I need a measuring cup, and I need, right. a, I need a spatula right. for my kitchen. No, they're just getting in and getting yeah, out. Yeah, you're right. Uh, anyway. Well, yeah. but, d- uh, I definitely plan to buy some things on Black Friday. Do you? Do you? No, because for me, it's an, it's an ordinary day. <laughs> it's, it's an ordinary working weekday. It's not, not even me. a holiday weekend in Canada, because Thanksgiving in the States is on a Thursday. Here it's always on a Monday, so we always have a long three-day weekend. But in the States, people take Friday off or get Friday off in some cases, so they have a four-day weekend. It's a big, big deal down there. But I don't feel it. I just don't feel it. I feel it big time. Well, you are next to the word or the phrase bargain hunter (laughs) in the dictionary is a picture of this man. Because even yesterday, we were trying to decide where to order our pizza from because we were going to have pizza last night, which was great. And for you, it was all about the coupons and the deals. And oh, what, yeah, I like, get the best deal. I just want to get my pizza and get out. But you were like, oh, no, there's 20% off this one, and if we get a two-topping here, we can get a free three. Th- Heck, yeah. Man. All about saving that cheddar. You are mostly Scottish ancestry, so that <laughs> makes sense that you'd want to save a, mm. a couple of coin. Uh, did you watch any hockey yesterday? I did. What games did you watch? 
I watched a bit of Ottawa Tampa. Yeah. And it was really good, actually, until I switched away to watch football, which was horrible. I assume you watched the Montreal Canadiens game. Absolutely. Did you watch any late game? I did watch a bit of late game on Fast Forward, and I watched all the highlights on the NHL channel. So Awesome. I, I have seen, <clears throat> I think I've seen every goal that was scored last night, although I may not have instant recall for Jeopardy purposes. Oh, okay. Well, let's yep. go through this, the the, um, the games. The first game on, I believe, was the Edmonton Rangers game. Yeah. Edmonton won 4-1. to one. Uh, It's pretty even till the third, though. Uh, a couple of fluky goals in that game. The Rangers look like they have some... Legit chemistry for a lot of new players on the team. Uh, Kako got his first goal. Got his first goal last that, night. That was a nice one too. Uh, like Panarin, um, Lundqvist was a net. He was a net, and that very it, first goal that that launched Edmonton, that long wrist shot from Clefbaum. Yeah, he was just totally screened. It just it didn't hit anything. It just went up in the top corner mm. over his left shoulder. Uh, but yeah, he he played well. He played well. He did play well. I was there's a bit of a changing of the guard a little bit in. In uh, New York with Georgiev coming in. Very good. Uh, but, yeah, Lund- Lundqvist played pretty good last night. Uh, the st- score does not dictate the pace or the overall recap of that game. It wasn't a 4-1 win, even though it says 4-1. It was really probably like a 2-1. Like, yeah, quality of the game. It was a close game. game until the third period. Yeah, that's so. true. A lot of them were. A lot of these lopsided two- and three-goal games yeah. were tied with five minutes to go. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of them were uh, last night. Uh, the game, okay, we'll go on to the game that you watched a bit of, the Ottawa-Tampa Bay game. Ottawa won 4-2. to two. Uh, Nemestikov with three points coming in to, to Ottawa again. Three points. Uh, pretty close game in general. Kind of went back and forth a little bit. but It did. It, it did. Uh, Tampa was right in. This is one of those games. Tampa was in it uh, right till near the end. Mm. Uh, then there was a late goal, and then they pulled a goalie, and Nemestikov's second goal was into an empty net. Um, and it's Ottawa's first win. They've they've been struggling, and they're going to struggle this year. There's no secret about that. But they look good against what is predicted to be the best team in the league this season. Mm. They I, looked really good. I think they've looked good in every single game in portions, but they just, no, they're not consistent. Um, but they, they definitely showed some resilience last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Tampa, mm. they just they just look a little off. They do. All season. And, it, fuller, and it could be the affliction that many sports teams have in different sports where you go into someone else's arena knowing you're probably twice as good as they are and you don't bring your best. Yeah. And it just goes to show that, especially in the regular season, anybody can beat anybody Absolutely. on any given day. Mm-hmm. And even when Tampa realizes that Ottawa is being competitive here, it's a 2-2 game and it's getting late, uh, they didn't have a way to shut it down. Yeah. It's amazing with all those superstars in that team. Yeah. And you can't take out Ottawa, which is probably projected to be in the bottom five of the league this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. But that's that's the cool thing about the NHL. Uh, football, it's not really like that. You can kind of almost predict football uh, every night for the most part. But hockey, any team can beat any team in any given night. So, yep. uh, the game after that was the LA Nashville game. Yeah. LA won seven to four. Uh, kind of one of those games that wasn't really a 7-4 game. No, because it was tied 4-4 <laughs> with less than a minute to go. 58 seconds or something 58 like that. seconds <laughs> when, when uh, Nashville or L.A. went up by up to 5-4. Oh, 4-4 with eight minutes left, and then L.A. scored with basically a minute left to make it 5-4, I think. Yep. And then it ended up 7-4, which is crazy. Yeah, what happens? And, uh, yeah, like Nashville, a couple of giveaways, really frustrating giveaways to... 
Like it, uh, as Canadians fans, we understand how frustrating it is to watch a team with so many giveaways, but it was pretty bad last night in, La- in Nashville. But P.K. Subban had no giveaways for Nashville last night. No, Not for Nashville. <laughs> not for Nashville. <laughs> We're getting to that game in, in Jersey. <laughs> uh, Winnipeg played Chicago. Pretty close game. Winnipeg won 3-2. to uh, Didn't look great in the first, though. Looked look pretty weak. Yeah. Uh, Leonard with, with a bit of a softy in OT, which is unfortunate because uh, I thought Chicago played pretty good in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I don't know. It's nice to see Shifley get that goal because he's such a yes. an exuberant lover of hockey himself. Totally. And for him to play that role in overtime is great. Totally. Yeah, Chicago not quite a little flat. They're, they're disappointing me a little bit. I thought they do have a better start. Uh, they've been competitive in games, but just, I don't know, just lost, just losing it. Boston and New Jersey. Uh, I didn't watch a second of this game, just the highlights. Uh, but from what I saw, Rask was fantastic. He was. A uh, pretty depth game by Boston. Lots of contributions from all lines. Even though uh, New Jersey lost, uh, I thought Schneider made some really good saves in that game. He did. Well, there was a breakaway by Marchand at one point, wasn't there? Yeah. That, that, that he saved? Yeah. And I thought that was a sure bet. But... And then there's another one in the first period. He made an unbelievable save. Yeah. Uh, but Subban, with that, with, led to that. Yeah. Breakaway. Yeah, really, it, it did. But that's classic Subban. It, it is classic Subban. But that's uh, what you get. You get you get that, and you get amazing fire and spark and tremendous offensive rushes and and super plays and, and big shots, and then you get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. <laughs> and I love the guy. In fact, if, if there was any way to get him back in Montreal, I'd still want him because I think it's worth it. Hmm. But still, I'm, I'm kind of glad that those high-risk yeah. plays are hurting some other team now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can be a part of someone else's media, not the Montreal Canadiens media. Yeah. Uh, all right, next game, speaking of Montreal, uh, Montreal won 6-3 over St. Louis, uh, gave St. Louis their first regulation loss, I believe. I will say that St. Louis, they looked a little surprised by Montreal's speed. They looked a little slow and a little taken back a little bit by Montreal's speed. Montreal does have some speedy players. Uh, Bennington didn't really have much defensive support. Montreal, no, I think, like 38 didn't. shots or something like Brandon that. Brandon Gallagher was all over him yep. a couple of times, right in his crease. Uh, although, it's funny, St. Louis, I thought there was a couple of occasions where they might have asked for a review on, on goaltender I also thought that. And they didn't. And I'm not sure what they were thinking of there. Now, the rule is different, of course, isn't it? Where if you fail on a review, you get a penalty. Which happened you? last night in the game. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Yes, I do recall. Uh, I think it was out west. It was. But uh, I I thought Winnipeg played better than the score shows, or sorry, St. Louis played better than the short score shows uh, because they were in the game for quite a while. They were ahead 3-2 at one point. Yeah. So they were winning the game, actually. Uh, early in the third, they'd scored that goal and went ahead 3-2, and then Montreal just scored four. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see that coming. No. Didn't see that coming. That goal by Drew Am, by the way, that where Winnipeg had tied the goal, or sorry, what, what am I doing here? St. Louis tied the game near the end of the first period with a minute and a half left. It was all of a sudden 1-1. And the announcers were going, oh, here goes Montreal. You know, they're, they just can't seem to hold it together for the whole period. Because they had a really good period up until they that They had point. a great period. Yeah. And while the announcers were taking their next breath, Drewan went in <laughs> and scored. And it was a beautiful, a beautiful goal and a beautiful shot. And he's, I, I saw a little bit of French media last night, and, and they're saying this is the best he has looked as a Montreal Canadian, for sure, uh, ever so far. Hmm. Like, he's actually coming to play. Yeah, we complain about Montreal a lot because they're our favorite team. We're more critical of them than any other team. I will say that Montreal does have the ability in the last two years, just in the last two years, to come back in games. For I don't know why they have this ability now. They're basically the same lineup for the most part. But they just... It, 
they don't give up. Like there are so many times, like classic Montreal, just you know, you lose lose the lead in the first period, you're down by two. That's the game. Mm-hmm. Montreal isn't coming back. If they did, it was super rare. Now, I feel like they can probably do it in any game, and they have done it in a lot of games in the past two years. Well, and just in this season, it's it's very young. But Montreal has won a few games. Every single game that they won, mm. they were behind until last night by two goals, last night by one goal, and had to do a comeback every single time. Yeah. That'll eventually bite you in the bum. It sure will, yeah. <laughs> you can't play from behind every game. Exactly. And expect to win most of them. You just can't. Uh, it's been a bit of a fluke so far. But what Montreal has to learn to do is get the lead and keep it. Yeah, they're not good at protecting the lead. They're terrible at that right now. Uh, but I think one of the differences is in the last two years— is Max Domi. They've oh, had him for the last... Absolutely. He's the guy that if... Like, I just know Gallagher's a little older now. He's a little more wise. But Max Domi is still young. And if you... If Montreal was down 10 nothing, and it was halfway through the third period, you'd go down the bench and they'd all be hanging their heads and Max Domi would be sitting there like, let's go, boys, let's go, boys. We yeah. can get back in this. Like, <laughs> I just have this feeling that he would never quit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree, yeah. And that goal he scored, the, the empty netter, was... Beautiful. It was beautiful, yeah. And, and he had got a bit of a slash or, or a stick in the face or something or an elbow in the face earlier, and uh, that was still bothering him. But for him, the skill he showed, and, and I recommend that play to people if they haven't seen it, You know, the, com- the puck is coming up as he's going down the ice towards the empty net. He kicks it with his skate mm. over to the left of him, and then he dives with his stick in his right hand and chips it into the empty net. It was it was an empty net goal, which are usually not exciting. That was amazing. It was exciting. Yeah. I love that. One. Fans loved it too. Uh, did sorry, did did you uh, see the very first goal? Were you, did you watch any of it live? Because I know you were. I a, didn't watch a any social live, function. No. I was watching it live, and the first goal, and here I am again. It's my last podcast. Well, not my second to last podcast for quite some time. The media, CBC, Hockey Night in Canada, Sportsnet, whoever it was that actually ran this broadcast. Mm-hmm were absolutely awful, and they should all be fired and never work <laughs> in TV sports ever again. There. Did they miss it a lot? They missed the goal. They missed Tatar's goal. They were showing a highlight package of something that happened two years ago to one of the players on the opposing team, and it showed him doing something. I don't even remember what it was. And all of a sudden, you hear the crowd in the background and the horn. He scores! And they could only show the goal on the replay because by the time the goal was in the net, the puck was in the net, on the first goal last night, on a live TV broadcast, they were still showing the highlight package from two years ago on some other guy. And, like, that is that is a it's fatal mistake. Yeah. It's it's not just a bad—it's it's fatal. If, if you want to produce and provide a good product to the viewers who are passionate hockey fans, it's fatal. If you did that job or I did that job, was new to it— We'll probably make those mistakes, maybe. These are supposed to be the best of the best. Yeah. Are they not? Yeah. <laughs> like well, the- Supposedly. And if they are, then we're in big trouble. Because yeah. if they're the best, I'd hate to see the B team I know. do these broadcasts. But in every job I've ever had, I've had varying degrees of responsibility that's put on me to, to be the best I can be. Now in my current job, which is in the Federal Public Service of Canada, we have a performance management computer application that your boss puts in the things that you need to do this year to get a good score. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you get a talking to or, a, you know, things can get worse. There's a sliding scale of uh, be better next time to here's your empty box, fill it up and go out the door. Like yeah. there's a, you know, it can be any of those things. It's hardly ever that last one, unfortunately for some, <laughs> but fortunately for me, whoo. 
Anyway, uh, if I were in charge of performance management for the hockey broadcast crews, mm-hmm. I would say to every producer or director, whichever that the role is, for every face-off you miss and for every goal you miss because you've chosen to show something else instead thinking you had enough time and mm-hmm. you didn't, you will be docked $1,000 off your pay or whatever. And it doesn't seem to happen as frequently or maybe at all on U.S. broadcasts. Like I was watching, I think it was late last year, I was watching a Buffalo Rangers game on NBC and it it was flawless. Like that production, uh, and NBC doesn't always get it right, but that specific game that I yep. watched was awesome. I think we maybe even talked about it, mm-hmm. um, but it seems to happen a lot more in Canada. They're just obsessed with their toys, like you like to say. So. Yeah, and I think that's it. They're They're... They're just desperate to show all these fancy innovations they've got. Mm. Where in the States, maybe NBC and Fox and, and whoever. Nesson. They're, Nesson, yeah. they're more interested in just showing what happened in the, in, the, in the game. And I go back to my original thought. Try to give the viewer at home the same experience as the viewer in the arena. Mm. And the viewer in the arena is watching what's happening on the ice. Sees everything. Sees everything. And they're not watching uh, other people in the crowd. Yeah which CBC is obsessed with other people in the crowd. As soon as they score a goal, they show the crowd all jumping up. I really, I have no S's to give or no others to give about what some fat guy in the crowd is jumping (laughs) up and down with his belly hanging out. I don't want to see that. I just don't. I want to see them celebrating on the ice. I agree. Have I gone on a little too long about this? No, no, it's it's okay. (laughs) I don't don't mind seeing the crowd, but I would 100% prefer to to see the players on the ice celebrating. Because you see them, like you can read lips and stuff. You can yeah see oh, them yeah. say things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see. I, like I just, I've seen a crowd cheer a hundred thousand times. I don't. I know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I want to see the reactions and the emotions of the players. So I completely agree. Just a quick uh, final factoid from last night. Ooh, it's factoid. the first time Bennington has allowed five goals or more, but in this case, five goals in a regulation game. And in, in the regular, in the regular, in the regular season. season, yeah, wow, yeah. So, I mean, it's I not like he's been in the league for nine years or something like that. But, <laughs> no, yeah. but still, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, next game, the Toronto Detroit game. Toronto won five to two, forty-one shots on goal for Toronto. Uh, Detroit had a pretty good start to the game. They did, but when you allow forty-one shots on goal, you can't really expect to win the game unless your goalie completely stands on his head, and it happens sometimes. But Toronto, yeah. Toronto looked really good last night. They looked really good, and the best part about Toronto was their secondary and tertiary units in scoring. It wasn't Marner, Matthews, Nylander. It wasn't those guys. It was and that's the other guy. That's what you have to worry about they, with Toronto. Yeah. They're so fast and so deadly on every single line. It's concerning. Like, as a Canadiens fan, every time Montreal plays Toronto, I'm mm-hmm. I'm scared. Yeah. I don't care if Carey Price is in that. Like, Toronto's so deadly that... And Detroit's been playing good so far this year. They have, really good, actually. They've had they've had a good run, uh, a good beginning. And I, would, I and I wouldn't even say that they played bad last night. Uh, Toronto just had a really good game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first goal that Toronto scored, it was all about hard work. And and that's absolutely like Timoshov was in the corner, and and he he didn't have the puck. He went in, he muscled the guy, he yeah. got the puck, and out to Shore, and Shore eventually scored. Yeah. But it was all just work, a, a hard-working blue-collar goal. It was great. Which I would say maybe isn't a typical Toronto goal because they are such a skilled team. Mm-hmm. You, like A team like Ottawa or a team like, like, I don't know, 
maybe LA or something like that. Like teams that have to really work for a goal. They don't have a bunch of superstars up front. Kind of that grindy kind of goal. Um, you wouldn't necessarily want to or expect to see that from Toronto, but that's exactly what we saw in that first goal mm-hmm. last night. And all five goals were scored by non-elite players. Kerfoot got one, which was yes, nice. Yes, he did. And, and Kadri got one. We'll get to that. But Kadri got one for Colorado, for Colorado too. Yeah. So both teams are happy. <laughs> yeah, so far. I, I still think Toronto's probably happier. But anyway. <laughs> I agree. Um, it was a great... Uh, great game. I, I enjoyed it very much. I didn't watch it continuously, but I did flip around and fast forward through it. Uh, interestingly, to further support the the lunch pail crew getting the job done last night, and maybe the other guys taking a bit of a night off, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander were all minus one in a 5-2 win. Oh, interesting. And not a lot of times that means anything. No. But. 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 Like, you're on the ice for at least one of the goals against. Mm-hmm. And you were not on the ice for at least four of the goals for, right? So. And this was a typical Toronto 5-2 <laughs> win, and they were on the ice for goal against, they're still probably like plus two or something like totally, that. Totally, totally. They're the guys who get the get the five goals. But yeah. 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 Uh, okay, next game, the Islanders in Florida. Pretty good game, actually. Islanders won 3-2. Montembeau started for Florida. If I hadn't known that, I probably would have picked the Islanders to win that game, but I didn't. I picked Florida. No offense to Montembeau, um, but Bobrovsky is is my, my dude. Uh, but he did get them a point. He played really well. Yeah. Uh, I thought probably overall Barzal was the best player on the ice uh, for both teams. He played really well, as predicted yeah, by anyone. Yeah, no surprise a, there. Incredible player. Yeah. Uh, very important points for the Islanders last night. Yeah. Um, but still, really close game, really good game. Not like... If you pick two teams that probably don't have a beef, you might think the Islanders in Florida, but they played against each other in the playoffs, I think three or four years ago, and it was an amazing series. It was, I think Yager was still playing with Florida at the time. Um, John Tavares was obviously still with Islanders. It was an awesome series. It was one of my favorite series from that year. So, uh, And it kind of felt like that a little bit last night, like that rivalry was still there, but those aren't two teams that you would necessarily pick to have a rivalry, but no. um, good game last night. Yeah, very good game, and they played it out in uh, at the Nassau Coliseum as well. What which, was the? Uh, do you know the? Uh, I was gonna say oh, I can't think of the capacity or not capacity, not population. Attendance. Uh, attendance. I imagine it was full. I don't know that, but they only have thirteen plus thousand seats yeah. the way it's configured. So if they didn't sell that out, then they're in trouble, and I don't think they're in trouble. The place was rocking. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Now I'm guessing it was a Nassau Coliseum. The only way it might not be is if they've reconfigured the Barclays Center and put the camera at center ice and get rid of the car. But there was no car, and the camera was at center ice. So I'm just guessing it was at the Nassau call. It didn't say it on the face-off dot what, where it was. But uh, I'm guessing. I don't, I don't know. I'm guessing. But it was, it was a good good atmosphere inside. But it was definitely in New York? Definitely in New York, somewhere. <laughs> I don't remember from the highlights. Somewhere on Long Island. And don't, if you're from Brooklyn, and you're like, I'm in Brooklyn, I'm not in Long Island. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, Columbus and Carolina. Columbus won 3-2. to two. Mm. I think... Uh, I think that that shocked a lot of people because Carolina was undefeated until until last night. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois had an absolutely beautiful goal. Uh, Reimer and Corpus Allo both played great. Yep, uh, I think there was highlight real saves uh, both ends of the ice mm-hmm. in, in this game. Um, Carolina looks like they looked good last year. They looked great in the playoffs. I really didn't think they would start this year looking better than last year or in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year. And they have. They have. Is it for real? 
I think it is. I think it is too. I think Honestly, it is. I do. I they look so good minus those white jerseys, but didn't they look great in the ice though last night? <laughs> they did look okay. They were the home team, but they were white and they wore their third jersey with canes down the front diagonally, and they looked really good. I thought. I know. I know. When we did the review, they, you didn't like them, but I did, and I still. Oh, they did. were home last night. They were at home last night. They were actually at home in Carolina. I thought they were supposed to wear the white ones on the road. Well, uh, we had that conversation before, but for special occasions with arrangements with the other team, you can uh, change colors if you want. So yeah. they were wearing their home whites. All right. Uh, well, like their road whites at <laughs> road home. <laughs> their third jersey. Their third jersey, which is no, white. it's not. It's not. It's, apparently, it's not a third jersey. <laughs> it's a, it's their official away jersey now. Okay, so, well, they're wearing it at home last everyone night. Everyone in the comments corrected me in our video, so. Oh, okay. All right. Washington and Dallas. Washington won 4-1. to one. Uh, Honestly, from what I saw in that game, Dallas just standing still mm-hmm. quite a bit. There was a goal, I think it was like a three-on-one or something, and Hanley, the only Dallas defenseman in the play, was in front of the net and literally just got out of the way, laid down and got out of the way, and like... Uh, what are you doing? Like, I, you don't want to screen your goalie. Understandable. Take out the passing lane for, for the guy that was in contention. Like, there was three guys there, but really two main guys. And he went the opposite way and just laid down like Hal Gill over in the corner. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Anyway, it looked like someone paid Dallas to lose. Ooh. Are, they, you, are you throwing no, shade? No, I, that's no, not, no, no, I know, I'm not, I know you're not. <laughs> but... They didn't lose because they're a bad team. Yeah, they lost because they looked like they just weren't trying. Like someone literally paid them to lose, but they weren't convincing. Like <laughs> where dude lays down and like doesn't get in the way. Like he just kind of like gave them the goal. So it, it, I don't know. It was just weird. It was they just stood still a lot. So mm-hmm. it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but good for Washington fans. Yeah. The Pittsburgh and Minnesota game was a bit of a weird one. Pittsburgh won seven to four. Uh, Minnesota needs to stay out of the box. Uh, Pittsburgh was two to four, two went two two and four. Two for four. Two for four on the power play last night. Uh, Crosby looked great. Dumoulin was a plus four. You got Malkin out with that injury. Some questions in, in Pittsburgh. Can they stay competitive? Obviously, uh, they can. Obviously, they can. And they've been able to do that in the past. When Malkin's been out for an extended time, or Crosby's been out for an extended time, the other one plays the really well. The other one really, plays yeah. really well. And I've always wondered, and I still wonder, is there a chemical issue there that they, do they get along? And does one say, oh, finally, he's out of here now, let's let's go. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just, I they, don't think so. But They're know, not in the same line, so. Yeah. And you never really see them being super buddy-buddy. No. I think Malkin is just very. Yeah. I know who didn't get along with Malkin, and that was Kessel. They were always bickering on the ice like an old married <laughs> couple or on the bench. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Big win for Pittsburgh, though, a pretty important win. They need yeah. those points. Uh, Colorado and Arizona. Colorado won 3-2. to two. Barakovsky, uh, awesome goal in OT. It was beautiful. Uh, Mercar with two assists. Um, Arizona, pretty resilient. Yeah. C- came back in the game. They got a point. M- made it a game. Yeah. yeah. Arizona looks pretty good this year. They do. They do. It's it's slow coming, but... Slow coming. Yeah. Looking, they look really good. Attendance is up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some good things in, in Arizona coming... Vancouver and Philadelphia. Uh, did you say you watched one of the late games? Which did you watch this one or the? I watched Calgary one. Pieces of this, and I, I watched pieces of the Calgary game, mm-hmm. Calgary Vegas game, mostly the Vegas Calgary game. Frankly, uh, uh, so Vancouver won three to two. Uh, Markstrom was fantastic. I thought the entire game. He let in maybe a questionable goal, but in general made some awesome highlight reel saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Hart 
and this goes back to last year a little bit, Hart really makes Philadelphia a different team. It's been so long since Phil, like Philadelphia has been waiting forever to find this goalie. Uh, probably franchise goalie. He's going to be with the team probably forever. It makes him a different team because a lot of the times, like Philadelphia is so inconsistent. They get out and they'll, they'll give up six goals in the first half of the game. And then it's over. Kind of feels like a different team now. Hart, a little more consistent. Uh, I would say maybe the Philadelphia is a little easier to predict. I found I find Philadelphia the the most difficult team to predict as far as who's going to win or where they're going to fall in the standings. They're just so unpredictable and inconsistent. I I just never know with Philadelphia. Even from one period to the next in the same game. Absolutely. They can dominate a period and then forget to show up in the next one. <laughs> what never, happened there? I've never seen anything like it. Like <laughs> you see spurts of like, like that from other teams is normal. Mm-hmm. But Philadelphia for the past probably 10 years has always been kind of wishy-washy a little bit. Uh, big win for Vancouver though. Um, okay, so the last game, Vegas and Calgary. Vegas won 6-2. to two. Riddick did let in some softies but made some unbelievable saves. He did. Defense core in Calgary just left him out to the to dry the most of that game. Thankfully, some of his saves were on Max Pacioretty, so he wasn't in much danger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ooh. but uh, yeah, he 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 played well. But six two doesn't really reflect the, the the flow of the game fully. I agree. Uh, Vegas deserved to win it, obviously, but uh, it wasn't as bad as it looked yep. on the scoreboard. I agree. Yep. Uh, okay, so that wraps up the game recaps. Uh, I just want to talk about some stats a little bit. I got some trivia questions for you. Oh. Who has the most points in the NHL currently? Oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, is it a Detroit player? It's not. Okay. I, I don't know. McDavid. 12, oh, yeah. 12 points. You know they're 5-0 and now. Evidence playing they're, really good. They're unbeaten. <laughs> Evidence is unbeaten. That's great. Good for them. Absolutely. It's about time. It's about time. Who has the most goals in the NHL? A Detroit player? No. <laughs> James Neal. Oh, yeah. Seven goals. Is this a fluke? Is uh, it like, like he knocked around here and he knocked around there and now he's in Edmonton. He's older. What can you do with a guy who's obviously on the downslope of his career? And then this happens. I don't think it's a fluke. I think it's... <clears throat> he's not going to sco- score at this pace for the rest of the season. But I think this trade works way... like. Mm. Even from when, like, right when it first happened, I think pretty much everything I read and everything I heard, and I agreed with that Edmonton won this trade, uh, and has shown so far. <laughs> now he's going to slow down a little bit. Probably he's not going to score at this pace, like I said. But uh, good for them. Mm-hmm. Good for him so far. Good for them. Okay, assists. Connor McDavid. He's tied. Yes. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's tied with uh, John Carlson. But uh, they both have eight. <clears throat> what about plus minus? I have no idea. I'll give you a, a hit, hint. Okay. Defenseman, Eastern Conference. Mm. Plus minus defenseman, Eastern Conference. You know, oh, for fun, I'll say Shea Weber, but no. I know it's wrong. <laughs> no, not Shea Weber. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, plus seven. Oh. Uh, okay, now, penalty minutes. That makes sense. Who do you think has got the most penalty minutes? I'll give you, not really, a hint. I think second place has 17 penalty minutes. First place has 26. Um, Wilson. Milan Lucic. Oh. 
Not a surprise. I'm not surprised at all. <clears throat> uh, okay, on to some general news here. Mm-hmm. So uh, Capocacco scored his first goal yep. uh, recently, but did you know that he did a favor for a fan? A fan of his. I did not. So obviously, <clears throat> big name in town. All of his jerseys were sold out at Madison Square Garden. So there's a fan that ordered one online um, to get it delivered. Guess who delivered it? Capo Caco. Capo Caco. No kidding. Delivered his own jersey to the fan. Pretty cool. That is very cool. Awesome. So good for him. Good for the Rangers for setting that up. Uh, and the fan was obviously pretty thrilled. There are some, and we talked about this already. I won't bore everybody with it again, but the the, the growth of, of the game in Finland and the ability of Finland to provide exceptional players to the NHL and probably other places. It's just incredible. Yeah, Finland has always has provided a lot of good players over the past 40 years or whatever. Oh, yeah. But in the past 10 years? In the past 10 years, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. Their development program is out of sight. It's, yes. It's just fantastic. And other countries are now sniffing around wondering how they're doing it. Um, but I got thinking about that this morning. I was watching on, on tape delay because I can't get up at 2.30 in the morning, our time to watch a race. But the Japanese Grand Prix was uh, held earlier today. And it was won by Valtteri Bottas, who's Finnish. And Bottas has had several wins, but he's not the, the guy who wins the most, which mm-hmm. is Lewis Hamilton. But he and Lewis are on the same team. So Bottas, he started third, but he ended up winning the race because Ferrari had some problems. But anyway, after the race is over, this is the part I'm getting to. You know, So how do you feel, Valtteri? You know, you've got the win. I'm very excited. <laughs> like, <clears throat> and I got thinking again, we've had the conversation before when we talk about Mika, who's, you know, he's very low key, he's very subdued, but he's a funny guy. Right? Yeah. And I, I say again, if the aliens were coming and we needed a, to put a bunch of humans into a control room to run all the weaponry and stuff <laughs> and not get worked up about stuff, I want all Finland yeah, guys I, I in agree, there. Actually, I yeah. agree with that. Okay, the aliens are coming, hang on. There we got him. Very good guys. You know, it's <laughs> and I just love the attitude that they bring. Yeah. And sometimes they're like Koken Yemi, he's very he's more smiley. Uh, he's pretty smiley. More smiley. But for the most part, these are like they're serious buggers. Yeah. And they're here to very get logical. Very logical. Oh yeah, totally. I love them. Yeah. I just love them. Very, very happy. Um Phil Kessel mm-hmm. played his one thousandth game, which is Pretty like, I don't cons- consider Phil Kessel to be an old guy yet. No, no, he's not still, really. Kind of young or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't look young, but uh, thousand games, pretty impressive. Um, so good for him. Um, he seems where, to be doing well. Wonder where he celebrated. Red Lobster, Wendy's. Keep going. Um, Outback. No. Yeah, you tell me. Any kind of local hot dog chain. <laughs> Uh, Marlowe returns to San Jose, scores twice in game against Chicago this week. Um, awesome. Mm-hmm. They didn't sign him for much. Probably his last year, maybe your second last year. Uh, but he gets to go home to, to San Jose, totally. which is awesome. It's a great he story. Was my favorite player mm-hmm. on San Jose until he left to go to Toronto. Now he's back. I can't say that he's my favorite player on San Jose. Oh, he'll have to have many more showers to get the, the blue off. Exactly. Yeah. Or that shade of blue. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay, so there's a couple of rumors floating around that Line A may be going to the Islanders in exchange for Noah Dobson, which is interesting. Ooh. Now, a story about Noah Dobson. Um, I don't think I ever said this on the channel or on social media, but the job that I just quit, I, I worked for a Toyota dealership, 
And uh, this summer, if you guys don't know, Noah Dobson is from Summerside uh, here on the island, and I work for Summerside Toyota. And uh, we lent him um, a Tundra to use for the summer. So he was into the dealership and stuff. And uh, his dad was in last week, I think on my second last day or last day. Um, so their family is friends with uh, the dealership. Um, kind of cool, but mm, definitely uh, talked some some a little bit of hockey in around the showroom there. And um, I think I can't remember what his dad said. I overheard. Uh, I can't remember, but basically exciting time for the family for mm-hmm. Noah. Uh, I think it would be a bit disappointing to see him get traded because from what I heard from his father and around that he does really like the Islanders organization and stuff. So, so you didn't hear the rumor of a trade for Lion A from the no, dad? No, 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 no. Not no, from, I didn't not think from so. the dad, no. Yeah. This, I read that online. Yeah. So, uh, but there's been Lion A rumors for the past nine months, so. We've had a good, it's an inter- interesting, in a sense, because we are the island or Prince Edward Island, and we've had some contacts and connections with the New York Islanders over the years off and on. Mm. And this is one of them now with Noah Dobson. There's another Islander in the organization as well. Um, also, Gerard Gallant coached down there for a yeah. while. Uh, he's from Summerside, too. Uh, so I like the idea of him playing in the island. I do, too, The, the other island. Yeah, I, like that I, I do, too. The only good thing, or not good thing, but the only thing I like about this rumor is that he could potentially be going to uh, a Canadian team mm-hmm. in Winnipeg. Um, I, I, It's a rumor. I don't know how much validity there is to this rumor, but... It's hard to say because Lonnie's name has been out there yeah. linked to a thousand different rumors. So I don't know. So uh, I just wanted to, to name some teams that are off to a good start and get your thoughts. Uh, Buffalo, off to a good start. I just want to know, we'll just do this quickly. Do you think they're for real? In, right now, I do. Uh, that's do you a, really? I changed, I changed my mind on them. I, I think they are there. They're for real. I've, I've seen one of their games, the one they played against Montreal, and it was very impressive. I would have said yes last year mm-hmm. when they did get out to a good start. But because of last year and because of the fall of the yeah. Sabres, I can't say that this year. I'm excited for Buffalo. I don't want to get my hopes up. I'm wearing their jersey, but I'm I'm worried that the, the same thing's going to happen as last year. Get out to a really good start and then just fumble. Fingers crossed that it doesn't. Mine are crossed too. Um, but I, I, don't, I can't say yes or no to that question if they're for real or not. Detroit, are they for real? I think... Oh man, it's hard. It's so hard. Detroit has waited a long time to become relevant again, and you can see the you can see the potential. Oh yeah, like if they can be consistent, you wouldn't be surprised because of the talent they do have on the team already. Mm-hmm. But are they for real? Is this a fluky start or is this a real start? I leaned more towards the fluky side. I think I am too, and I, and I I don't think they'll be for real when they get. The goalie as well. Like you talked about Philly waiting for a goalie. Yeah. Jimmy Howard's been around a long time. and Good goalie. Good goalie, good goalie, but he's probably not in a place in his life and his career at his age that he's the guy that he's, that he's still around when the mm. rest of the team is formed. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another piece they've got to work on. But up front, they're so exciting. Athanasiu and Mantha. Oh, absolutely. They're just incredible I, I, to watch. I really like their lineup. I do too, yeah. yeah. Um, Edmonton, are they for real? Five and zero. Oh, you want to say yeah, but we've been disappointed. I know so many times I know. that I'm not sure I'm willing to go there yet. I agree. I completely agree. Ask me at the twenty game mark. Yep, that's a fair. 
But now look at St. Louis last year. I know. Ask, if you ask St. Louis, the 20-game mark is like either toast, and then they come home with the with that. It's pretty amazing. So, I, But I think you're right. Never count out a team with McDavid on it. Same with Crosby. Mm-hmm. But, again, I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't know. I I want to say yes to the Canadian team. I do like Edmonton, but... I love what they're doing. Know. But they haven't really been fully tested yet. Five games against five different teams. They've only got 25 other teams to play. Yeah, and injuries could happen. Like We don't know how yeah. to predict. Um, Anaheim has had a really good start to this season. Is it for real? They've had an amazing start. Not an Edmonton start, but they've had a pretty good start. I'm biasing myself. I don't I don't think I gave Anaheim much hope this year, did I? I didn't yeah. at all. I, I don't, don't think, think you I did, did either. No. I don't know enough about it yet. Anaheim has notoriously <laughs> got off to slow starts in a lot of seasons. Seasons that they've done very well and finished at the top of the division, went far and deep into the playoffs, unfortunately didn't win, but they always start those seasons very slow. Mm-hmm. It's unusual to see Anaheim start a season and do pretty well. So I don't know what that says. Uh, I did not predict them to do as well as they're playing right now. I'd like to see a couple more games from Anaheim before mm-hmm. I answer that question, but I'd lean more on the side of no. Colorado's off to a pretty good start this season. I'm a little bit over more overcritical of Colorado because they are one of my favorite teams. Um, I like to think that maybe their start and their strong play is for real because they have showed a lot of potential in the past two years. They've been fairly consistent. Um, but I do have a little bit of worry in that back pocket that I'm I'm a little scared that they'll falter, but uh, I love watching Colorado play. Mm-hmm. love that team. So. Yeah. Well, what about you? I think... I think they're as real as they were the last year or two. I think that uh, they're they're a playoff team. Mm. And last year they showed, maybe that was a bit fluky in the first round, but last year they showed they could get past the first round. Mm. And uh, I think they proved some things to themselves that maybe they weren't sure of. Yep, I agree. So I think they have a little more moxie, but they have a long way to go. They do. But uh, when you hit the playoffs, you never know. You never know. So, yeah, yeah could be. Okay, so I just want to move on to the last thing on my list, and I just want to talk about Discord a little bit. So most of you um, know that we have a Discord uh, server. If you aren't aware, the link is down below in the description. Head on down and click on that Discord link, and uh, man, you can join for for, uh, game conversations. We have live game uh, rooms and chats for every single game that's on. We have uh, other sports channels. We have a merchandise channel where people post like deals and stuff. Um, But the thing I want to talk about is our prediction system. So... The way it works is every day at 11 a.m. Atlantic, which is 10 a.m. Eastern, the prediction system goes live, and you can vote on who you think is going to win each game. Uh, Now, Jason's coded the bot to do this, and at the end of the night, all the scores are tallied, and the leaderboards are updated, and there's no price at the end. It's just for bragging rights. But if you're in the top five, your name gets changed to, like, gold, and if you're the number one overall, it changes to pink or whatever. Uh, but it's just kind of one of these fun things that that we have going on. And there are hundreds of people making predictions on our Discord server. So if you do want to get involved in that, um, it's not too late because every, after every month we do a squish, which kind of makes all the points go uh, a little bit more even. So in that second month, you can kind of catch up. And even on the fourth and fifth month, you can still kind of catch up. It makes it easier. So uh, I just want to read out. Um, I'd like to start doing this, read out the top five weekly predictors in discord and the top five overall so far this season cool so the top five this week we have austin with 62 points and so with a right prediction you get two points 
Wrong prediction. You don't get any points. So you have 31 right prediction. But every night, the the bot that we have randomly picks a game worth double. Oh, okay. So you have oh. a chance to get four points from one game. So Austin's in first with 62. David C. 11 is in second with 58. Jakester 11 is in third with 58. And fourth is Slow Wi-Fi with 58. And fifth is UK Bruin Fan with 58. Um, so it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, if anyone's curious where I am, I'm 18th <laughs> this week, uh, 52 points. So unfortunate. Yeah, your, your predicting ability, uh, I, I hearken us back to last Sunday's podcast, as a matter of fact. We had three games to predict. Uh, someone got all three right, and someone got only one of them right. Yeah. Do so you remember who was who there? No, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Top five overall. Uh, Austin is also first overall. Um, 102 points. And second is Stephen Loeffler. Sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Stephen. Uh, 98 points. And third is UK Bruin Fan with 98 and fourth is Dan10900 with 96. And fifth is Slow Wi-Fi with 96. And in sixth place is Ooh. myself. Sixth place. With so, 96. So you just had a slow week. I had a bad week, yeah. But you're doing pretty good overall. Not bad. Tie for fourth. Great. So. If you'd got your Sunday predictions a little better last week, you might be even higher. You are correct. <laughs> yeah. So okay. uh, one thing I forgot to do is write down the games that are being played today. I have no idea. I just did. Here. I forgot too. So it's uh, Pittsburgh and in Winnipeg. Pittsburgh in Win- in Winnipeg? Yeah. Okay. Vegas in L.A. and Calgary in San Jose. Okay, so Pittsburgh in Winnipeg. Who are you choosing? Winnipeg's at home. They both played last night, so they're both maybe going to play the alternate goalie or something. Uh, I think Winnipeg wins this. I'm also going to choose Winnipeg. Okay. But I won't be surprised if Pittsburgh wins. Me neither. Next game. Uh, Vegas in L.A. I'm saying Vegas because I just want it to be that way. Ooh. Yeah. Bit of a rivalry between these two teams. LA's looked kind of questionable. Vegas is playing real strong hockey. I want to choose Vegas, but like the underdog in me really wants to choose LA. I'm going to choose LA. Right on. Heck yeah. Okay, good for you. Uh, Calgary in San Jose. I'll choose Calgary. I think I will too, actually. I, I, I think Calgary's pissed. Yeah, I think they're pissed. Calgary's upset. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we both agree on Calgary and Winnipeg as our picks, and we differ on the Vegas versus L.A. Mm. We shall see in roughly 12 hours. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, do you have anything else? I got a couple of little wee things. Wee uh, things. Wee, wee tiny things. After the game last night, the St. Louis Blues were going to get on their plane and fly to Washington, not to play the Capitals, but to be... Visit the in White House. the Capitol, to visit the White House, and they're all going. There's been some controversy in recent years with the current uh, shape mm. of things down there, and not all players have felt comfortable being part of the show or mm. part of the, the dog and pony show, and they've decided not to go. But all of the St. Louis Blues have collectively decided they're going to go uh, out of respect for the office, I presume, uh, and they probably have different views on the person, and, and mm-hmm. that's fine. But out of respect for the office, they're all going to go and have their their little time with uh, with the big guy. Cool. And, yeah, so it's, it looks good for the league, I think, to have them there. And uh, it's the NHL is a legitimate professional sports league, and uh, that's why you get invites like that. So absolutely, serious. yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it is important for the league. It's good exposure. Um, and it'll be a good, it'll be a cool day for the players, regardless of how they feel about Donald Trump, positively or negatively, to be able to go into the White House, get a tour, meet some of the staff. 
pretty cool experience. So. Uh, I would love to. Mm. The, the last time that I was in Washington, the only day that we had to possibly tour the White House was a Monday. And this is before 9-11, so you could get a lot more places than you can now. And that's the only day of the week they don't do tours was Monday. Oh, so it just didn't work out. But I was dying to get in there. Mm. Uh, and still would love the opportunity someday if anyone's listening. Because <laughs> uh, And I would know, you know, I, I would know not to make an idiot of myself, which for me is quite a challenge. I don't think so. Um, baseball. Baseball. If you like underdogs, you gotta you got to love the story of the Washington Nationals. Oh, they're playing well? They made it as a wild card entry into the playoffs. And what they do in, really? in the, <laughs> it's what they do in, in the Major League Baseball. They only have three divisions. Mm-hmm. So the fourth divisional opponent is selected by a one game playoff between the two wild card teams. One game. Washington won that game. Wow. And they went on to play the Los Angeles uh, Dodgers in a best of five, not seven, best of five. It's the game is the series is two two back in L A, and halfway through the game the Dodgers are up three nothing to the to the uh, Washington Nationals and this is it this is the fifth and deciding game, bottom of the eighth inning, Washington scores, including a grand slam no way and ends up winning the game like seven to three wow, and they shut down the Dodgers in the uh, bottom of the ninth and it's over Washington goes to the playoffs to face the St Louis Cardinals. First two games in St. Louis. The first game was Friday night. The second game was Saturday afternoon. In the Friday night game, Washington pitcher Annabelle Sanchez throws an almost perfect game and it lasts all the way into the eighth inning. Washington ends up winning that game 2-0 in St. Louis. Wow. And then yesterday, Max Scherzer is another starting pitcher for Washington. He goes up, gets in there, and it's a game that all the announcers were saying, St. Louis has to win this game because it's the second game on their home mm-hmm. field. Washington wins again. No way. They, they won again, 3-1 uh, to one behind Scherzer. He went deep into the game with a lot of pitches. Washington, it's just a great story. They, they barely get the wild card. In the wild card game, you know, it was in Washington, so they, they won that. That was the only advantage they've ever had. Otherwise, they're the underdog all throughout the rest of this. Hmm. And right now, they're up 2 nothing. And if they win this series, they go to the World Series. Jeez. And... The beautiful part about their win over the Los Angeles Dodgers is it's revenge for 1981. Well, in 1981, that the Washington, me. Yeah. Well, the Washington Nationals used to be known as the Montreal the Expos. Expos yeah. And in 1981, they played the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League Championship Series. And the Dodgers in Montreal, because Montreal had home field advantage, in Montreal, in the ninth inning, Rick Monday's at the plate. Montreal puts their starting pitcher back in as a reliever, Steve Rogers. And he dishes one up to Rick Monday, and he corks a home run, and the Dodgers beat the Montreal Expos and go on to win the World Series that year. Wow. And it's been a long time. It's been like 38 years or whatever the heck that is mm. for me to see revenge on the Dodgers. And it came this year. Boom. At the hands of my Washington Nationals. It's the team I'm going to cheer for until Montreal gets another team, if it ever happens. So if, if they don't, Washington's going to be my team until I get planted. So admittedly, I have not followed baseball at all mm-hmm. this year. Um, who is who is who else is left in the playoffs? On the uh, American League side, because uh, they're both in the National League, so it's mm-hmm. Washington, St. Louis playing yep. to see the National League champion. And the American League side, it's the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. Oh. And the Yankees won the first game yesterday. Yawn. Uh, de- decisively, it was like a big, high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. 
so the Yankees, they haven't actually won the World Series in several years now. It's been like 10 years since they last won the World Series, but still I'm tired of them. Mm. So I'm hoping the Astros win Me again. Too. And if they don't, I'm hoping whoever the National League champion ends up being, whether it's the Cards yeah. or the Nats. I agree. I hope the Yankees get beat. No, no hate on the Yankees. No, <laughs> no, hate. no hate on the Yankees. It's just once you've won 28 or 29 championships and you've passed the Montreal Canadiens for that honor, you can't win anymore. <laughs> Montreal needs to catch up. Right? Absolutely. Uh, anything else? Um, I believe I'm done. All right. Well, I'm done as well. Uh, probably a shorter podcast than normal, but I didn't write down a lot today because we have a couple of other videos to film. We do. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm moving to New Brunswick. So this is the last time we'll have the opportunity to film uh, until I come back in two weeks or three weeks or whenever it is. But we are going to be filming a mail time, very short mail time. There's only three things. Uh, if you do want to send us a letter or anything, our PO box is in the description. We're going to film the jersey giveaway for July. We're going to film, we want a jersey, so we're going to re reveal that. And the Anaheim Ducks have a New Jersey, and we're going to look at it. Cool. So we're going to film those four videos right now, and they will release in the coming weeks, or coming week. So uh, thanks for listening or watching, guys. I really appreciate it. Hope you're watching lots of hockey. Hope you had fun. Last night with all those games, there were a ton of, ton of great games on yesterday in the, in the NHL. Uh, if you're in Canada, hope you have a great Thanksgiving weekend and spend some time with some family, eating lots of turkey, whoever it is you like to celebrate Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll catch you. Uh, we won't catch you next weekend. There, there, there will be no podcast Next weekend, I think I mentioned that last podcast, I will be in the United States of America next weekend. And the following weekend, there will be a podcast. So, But it will be with you and Jason. It'll be with Jason and I, yeah. And then a week or two after that, you're back here for one more final Encore yes. podcast. And then you're yeah. up and down. Exactly. And then I'll be back in early December around your birthday. Either your birthday is this year, year's on a Wednesday. So I'll be here is, yeah. the weekend before or the weekend after the four. Cool. Whichever. Well, thank you. So we'll do a podcast that weekend. That yeah. weekend is, so. All right. Thanks for watching. Hope you're having a good day. And we will see you in podcast 85 in two weeks. Adios.